You can't keep using tools of oppression and expect to raise free people. One of the very big questions in morality is this narrative that sees you standing on one side and a car is floating down a river and in the car there's an old lady, a baby and a dog. And the question is would you save and why some argue that saving the elder because she's a library of knowledge and we have to ensure that the library with all that knowledge is archived or stored before whereas the child is yet to achieve that so maybe let the child go let the dog go other people say that the child save the child because the child has the whole life ahead of them and maybe change could come from the child and other people say look what humans have done to this world might as well save the dog and one of the kids Joshua was his name at free range in Mpumalanga in a self directed space said randomize my answer and i was like what he said he believes that energy is never destroyed it only changes form so it doesn't matter what choice you make it will come back and it will continue and it has will not go anywhere it will just change form and i was like Psh. Well, that's not the point. The point is looking at freedom through the lenses of morality, and that's a very important moral question that gets questioned in most sort of institutions. This whole question led me to go through the lenses of utilitarianism. If I'm hope I'm saying it correct, and what utilitarianism is is a school of thought that says if something is correct for the whole community, it is truly correct. It is truly right with regard to the question of whether something is right or wrong. whether to save the dog the quest for freedom how does freedom look is freedom unique to the individual is freedom our own or is freedom something that we can define by looking at what is happening in the world and maybe re addressing freedom through that context as what is going in the one in the world and are we practice our freedom are we practicing it through this lenses of utilitarianism and utilitarianism is just one school of thought with regard to the idea of morality our practice of freedom or our exercise of freedom who does it sort of affect does it just affect us our now small household or is our practice of freedom greater is it practical does it involve changing the world or is it just something that happens in a bubble so another question that like came into mind was like yo how are we going to define freedom today if this is sort of the ideas that we've been put forward and then going deeper into this we're looking at conditional versus unconditional freedoms. I never had to question this my whole life before. Conditional and unconditional freedoms and I thought about myself because I stay on this property, my freedoms allow me to utilize the fridge, go out and feed the chickens, pick vegetables from the garden. So my freedoms are conditioned to me staying here. I can go deeper. Because I'm a bit lighter in complexion, I get certain freedoms also with regard to some people that feel that this color is better than this color so that's also another freedom that i have then again i'm a male so that's another freedom that's conditional to the fact that i have this anatomy compared to a female that also has conditional freedoms and that also is a mind explosion it's like what what is freedom look like what is this thing freedom and then the freedom to live the practical reality in the context that we live in today 
looking at the time-space event of our lives today, the time we live in and the spaces we live in, do we have the freedom to live? There were maybe 30 of us, various ages, various everythings. And we got together in the main room of the Sky Garden in Troyville, which is a town inside Johannesburg at the Reimagined Learning Center, which you've heard me talk about before. It's a beautiful self-directed education space up on a liquor hill where a group of young people, humans in their early to mid-20s, are helping to really expand the conversation around raising free people in community. Shivani, Sebastian, Anna Michella, Lolo, multiple dogs, a cat, chickens, geese, bees, multiple plants, all of those things embody the space. And we've been there several times since we've been here and we'll be back several more times. So Vani and Bashi and Anna Michella and Lolo, they put together this conversation or this opportunity for conversation where we use the World Cafe style. We focused on four questions that Vani created. And that's what you heard him talking about just now, kind of how he got to each of those questions and the connection between all of them and the greater movement around more liberation-minded education models like self-directed education. We really had a chance to explore some opportunities and some concerns and some questions surrounding freedom and its connection to education. It was a varied group of people, even in terms of our backgrounds. You had people who were college students. If I'm not mistaken, we had some academic researchers. We had young people who attend that particular space, the Reimagined Learning Center. They're there daily. You had unschooling families like ours. You had people in school who were looking for more humane options. So the conversation was really textured. I'm really excited to be able to share, not really through our responses, but by sharing those questions with you. Chris is going to talk a little bit in a moment about what some of the conversations brought up for him and how he thinks that your community can benefit from organizing a talk around these type of topics. As always, I want to shout out and send major gratitude to our newest patrons, Mercer, who increased her donation. Thank you so much. And then on the 21st of January, we had Britt, we had Cara, and we had Rocio. Listen, those folks actually came as a result, I think, of Britt, who posted my Patreon account on her Insta stories. I think that was on MLK Day. And just that simple thing brought in three new patrons that day. Britt, if you're listening, I appreciate you so much. And Cara and Rocio, I don't know whether you came in through Brit, but I appreciate you coming on in. And I love the idea of sharing folks' Patreon. So if you are on Patreon or there's a patron or there's a creator on Patreon that you support, share the link directly to their Patreon in your Insta stories. Thank you for that tip, Brit. 
So if you are enjoying this podcast and want to donate as little as a dollar a month or a one-time donation, head over to patreon.com forward slash Akila, where you can see the benefits of being in community sort of behind the scenes and deeper in through Patreon. Appreciate y'all. The show notes page for this week's episode is raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 103. You'll get the links to Reimagine Learning Center. You'll get another reminder link because it's the last few days to sign up for the Liberation and Education Summit in Clarkston, Georgia. It's going to be great. I'm sure of it. And then you'll get other links that are connected to this episode. So raisingfreepeople.com forward slash 103. Do not forget to go there to download the episode and click on all the related links. One of our Patreon community members, Zoe, I'm going to give you an extra special shout, Zoe, because Zoe asked about helping me with the first 100. As you're going through these episodes, I know I have a lot of new listeners. Thank you for being here. You'll hear me speak about wanting to farm the first 100 episodes to make them deeper, more accessible resources. And I need help with that. If you're interested in helping me to catalog those first 100 episodes, putting some indexing and particular tags around it so it's easier for people to search particular topics through those first 100 episodes, hit me up through my site, raisingfreepeople.com or akilasrichards.com. There's a voice memo button there. Or you can email me at she at akilasrichards.com. Zoe, I'm going to message you. I'm looking for ways to make this even simpler or even refine the idea on what to do to make the first 100 episodes even more useful for folks. So I'm open to ideas around that. All right. One of the ways that we can do that too is to just like bring up old shit, start doing some Sankofa work since you're listening to or maybe re-listening to the first 100, let's bring it back. Let's talk about some of the things that are coming up for you as you listen to or maybe re-listen to old episodes. Maybe you heard from somebody who you want an update on what's happening for them in their city because it's next to yours or a city that you're familiar with for whatever reason. Let's revisit those because I want to make sure that we're not doing too much of the touch and go. I want to follow up with each of these things and really see what we can do to build upon what's happening and not just hear about what's happening. All right. Hello, my name is Chris Richards, and I was at the conversations at the Reimagine Learning Center. I just wanted to give my thoughts on what I thought about it. I think it was a really cool idea. Maybe it's for a person like me. I I like to have discussions and debates and kind of talk to see where everybody's head is at and also to push back against common thought. And that's why I think something like this is important for all communities. A space where people can come and ask questions and put forth ideas and really talk about things that other people in the community might think as standard, question what the standards are, why they're standards, see if they really fit for the community and on a smaller scale for the individual, or I guess a larger scale of the individual. I think it was good to have those different types of ages and different types of people from different places because it gave a chance 
not only to be able to relate, but also to hear someone speak from a safe space and talk about themselves rather than hearing second and third hand news, hearing on TV what people like these typically think or how they act or what they're about, seeing it firsthand and hearing it firsthand and feeling it firsthand, I think is an important part to this whole thing. So another thing was just the honesty in it. The level of dialogue never really got very academic. It never got to the point where people, I felt anyway, were putting on airs and answering questions rhetorically or in theory rather than immediately trying to turn the mirror on themselves and see how the things affect real life. I think it was a good topic to pick concepts around freedom because I think a lot of us hear the word freedom and think we know what it means or at least know what it means on the surface level but because we're not versed in actual freedom in many cases it's something that kind of needs to be fleshed out a bit more it's good to hear different people's perspectives on what that looks like because it really shows you that it's not something concrete if anything that's what i walked away from this conversation realizing is that the idea of freedom itself isn't a concrete terminology not everybody believes it's the same thing and when you dig a little deeper same goes for education education depends it depends on who you are it depends on your circumstance it depends on your values so these are things that, that came up in the conversation and i mean even days after the conversation i'm still having thoughts on it because it's such a huge part of our life what does it mean to be free and what is freedom in that context it's a, a great conversation start and i look forward to much more why is an event like this important for people in a community the easiest answer that comes up right away is that you get to learn more about the people in your community. Surface level understanding of your neighbors and things like that might look good on paper, but until the hard questions are asked and the decisions have to be made based on your actual beliefs and where you stand on things, that is where a true community comes from. It's not about just being in the vicinity of other people. That's not a community, in my view. And conversations like this help you to understand what those people look like, what they believe. In finding these things, it, it may even challenge your own beliefs about what you've heard, your understanding of the other, that you were told for so long is a certain way. When you have those others in your community and you're able to respect them as people in the community and listen to them as if they were an actual part of your community, I think it changes things. Listening without feeling like you somehow have a deeper understanding or something more than the other without giving them an opportunity to push back against that is what we get when, well, it's, to be honest, it's where we are now. This is the result of everyone feeling like they know more than the other person or they understand the other person more even though they've never met that person, even though they've never had a conversation with that person, even though they've never questioned that person about anything, they're taking somebody else's understanding of that person. So conversations like this are needed in any healthy community and should be a regular part of it just to keep everyone connected and keep everyone questioning their reality and questioning their hopes and their dreams and what is it really about. 
Is it really based in fact? Is it really based in your reality? Is it really based in the reality that you share with people in your community? These are important questions. These are important factors. I appreciate that man so very much. Thank you, Chris. All right. Join us next week. We will be talking about the role of spirituality in parenting. And I'm going to be doing a little bit of reminiscence slash celebration for my baby girl, Sage. So I will chat to you next week. Much love. Much love.